Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Well, guys, we have some exciting news for you from Vortex about their brand new eyewear, their Banshee and Jackal sunglasses. Me and Andrew have had these for a few weeks now, right before the release, and we've been extremely impressed. They're awesome glasses, guys. And listen, if you're needing some new sunglasses, not only do they have the VIP warranty, but they're tough as crap, guys. Uh, Scratch-resistant eyewear, uh, it's extremely important. And also, they have safety features as well. So when you're out shooting at the range, again, these are rated glasses, so you are going to be more than protected when you're at the range. But they also look fantastic when you're out around town. So right now, Vortex has some special pricing on their website, which is vortexoptics.com for the new eyewear. But also, if you use the code SOUTHERN20, you get to save even more on this special pricing for right now at vortexoptics.com. Again, check out the new eyewear from vortexoptics.com and use the promo code SOUTHERN20 to save on their brand new eyewear. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the Eco Wild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Good Monday and Merry Christmas, everybody. We got a dead buck story for you. Uh, I'm here with a ginger bow hunter, as always. Uh, and online, we got my buddy Will Kissinger on, who just killed a slammer on the same public land that me and Jacob hunt. So, uh, Will, I, I, I would say, how are you doing? But I guess you're doing pretty good. I am doing fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've looked at that picture of my buck a hundred times since yesterday. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw the picture. Uh, 
of you with the buck, and I was like, man, I'm so jealous, <laughs> but I'm so happy too. I'm glad you killed that thing. Um, so this is gonna be like a shorter interview than we normally do, unless it's not. You know, we never yeah. know. Sometimes they run long. But anyways, um, Will, I've known you since when? Like a couple years? Uh, yeah, probably maybe almost three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I met – did I meet you when I was working at Field and Stream? You did, yeah. I was okay. in there looking at turkey calls and uh, just got to talking to you about, you know, hunting, and here we are. Yeah, yeah, so – uh Get, let's get a little bit of background on yourself and kind of kind of your hunting history, because uh, I think it plays into this pretty well. But which, by the way, everybody, Will is a friend of mine. He's also a listener of the podcast, and he's like out hunting me this year. So we had to talk to him. No, no out killing you. This <laughs> he's year. definitely out killing me this yeah. year. <laughs> well, hey, I, it's it's not me. It's the podcast. So you know, I just I just hear what what y'all say and all your interview are you interviewing people saying i just hey trying to put it into practice and it's paid off so far yeah i'll say so so uh give us a little bit of your background on on hunting and and where what got you to like this year i guess yeah so i grew actually grew up in in uh a farm in maryland and uh i loved outdoors always been outside but no one in my family hunted so i didn't i didn't go on my first hunt till i was like 15 and uh, uh i think a family friend took me uh, ended up killing a buck when I was 16 years old and, um, got out of hunting. Uh, just, I had, I, I moved to Alabama, didn't have a place to hunt and wasn't involved in it. And probably in the last five years, I've really gotten back into it pretty heavy. And, um, so up until five years ago, I hadn't even killed a deer, you know, um, let's see, I'm 37. So 16 until, you know, I was what, 30, 33, so, or 32. So, um, I killed a small spike on, on a friend's property five years ago and, uh, just started hunting public land last year was the first year. So this is my second year to hunt public land and, uh, had a great season so far. Yeah. What was uh, last year like for you? Um, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I remember last year, uh, me and you were talking a bunch last year, and uh, you were primarily hunting off the ground, and uh, I remember it, it was pretty tough. We both had tough years last year. It, it, I was hunting off the ground. Um, I was using a bow that they don't even make anymore, which, you know, shot good, but it was heavy and it was loud, and I actually was able to draw my bow on a deer, which is the first time I've ever even drawn my bow on a deer last year, off the ground, and... Um, it made like a, a noise and uh, <laughs> doe heard it and just spooked and took off running. I was so disappointed because I saw a deer a little bit the beginning of the season. And after that, it was, I was, my wife was like, you're wasting your time. <laughs> you know, I go, I go out, come home. She's like, you see anything? Not a thing, you know, but I didn't give up. So uh, last year was tough for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, so you've you've had like an amazing fall, which we're gonna break down this hunt and like kind of get the meat of it. But this fall, you have, let's see, you've killed two bucks. You killed a slammer yesterday. Your one of your kids has killed a deer, and you just had a daughter, right? I did. My daughter's uh, a month old today. So congratulations it's been a busy, on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's been a busy uh, six weeks for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, I killed a. I killed a buck um, first weekend in November, 
and um, so so start let that. I think the first week in November has really started off with, um, uh, I guess, the hunting season for me. So I hadn't been hunting, but maybe ten times this year. Well, Will, if that's the case, and you're doing amazing, man, you're uh, you're batting pretty good for only hunting ten times. Uh, would you break down a little bit of your November hunt? Um, you know what kind of what kind of tactics were you using at that time? What have you been doing different on that hunt that kind of helped you, you know, be successful on that first buck? And also, I'll add in here, um, since you have really limited time to hunt, if you could also kind of jump into a little bit, like how, how you're making the most of your limited time, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I, I, I'll just tell you, I'm pretty much a Saturday and Sunday hunting kind of guy. You know, I got a full-time job. Uh, just had a baby, so I feel guilty, you know, if I <laughs> if I get out and do something, leave my wife at home. But she's been awesome to allow me to keep hunting. But um, so I don't have a lot of time, right? So um, you know, when I do get in there, I try to stay as long as I can. And on Sundays, I, I, I'm in church in the morning. It's only got a half a day, really. So um, so in November, it started off. I had really realized on public land, bow season. Uh, deer, you tend to see deer a little bit more, and I felt like it was just what I noticed last year. As soon as the, the, the leaves were gone and the cover was gone, it was like nothing. And uh, I didn't want to have that this year where I was like, couldn't find a deer. Mm-hmm. And I've always been one of those people, uh, I think it was in the last podcast um, where Josh was talking about, um, it is Josh, right? Josh yeah, Driver? Josh Driver. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was talking about cameras and how people never get deer on their cameras and so they you know he said well you you want to move the camera where the deer is not expect the deer to find your camera and i i've never hunted with cameras but i've always had that mindset like oh a deer's gonna find me sitting out here in a tree and mm-hmm. uh, uh you know i've have been hunting very long but no one's ever really taught me anything about being in the woods and about looking for signs so i'm just out there winging it which didn't work last year but um one of the things that uh, I've been hearing in the podcast was feed trees. And I had never even heard of a feed tree before this year. So I thought I'm going to find deer sign. And so um, early November, I uh, was hunting a cutover that had a little finger hardwood right through the middle of it. And I thought, I bet deer are crossing through this, staying in cover. And um, got down in there scouting and found just the ground tore up where they'd been feeding on acorns and so i set up on it and uh the first night i missed a doe right at dark and um man i think i text you was like oh, i just missed a doe and so <laughs> for a guy that doesn't get a lot of opportunities i was really bummed yeah you're um, pretty upset <laughs> i was I that. uh but uh, that was on i think i got off work early so i was able to get out there at like a wednesday night and so saturday morning i came back in there and um i remember glenn solomon was talking about 10 to 10 to two or you know somewhere in there was like the golden hour for seeing you know big bucks so i was like i'm not leaving here before two o'clock and uh sat there all day saturday never saw a thing and right at 1 30 i hear something i look and here come three bucks coming right through there uh two two were eights and one was a spike and uh the eight i shot with my bow which was my first first bow kill first public land kill i shot him at like 13 yards so he ran about 10, 10, 20 yards and dropped. And man, I was, I couldn't even get out of the tree. I was shaking so much with excitement. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. Yeah, dude, been there, done that. That's, that's amazing. Um, 
So one thing I want to kind of one thing I want to ask you is how did you locate that feed tree? How did you go in and kind of find that you know kind of relatively early on in the Alabama season? You know our season didn't start until October fifteenth. So uh, you know how did you go about locating that kind of stuff, especially with your limited time uh, that you do have to hunt? I knew what I was looking for just based upon how y'all had been describing what a, what a feed tree was on the podcast. And uh, last year, I hunting off the ground where I had drawn my bow on that doe, looking back on it, I had seen seven, eight, nine, ten deer in a relatively short amount of span in that one little area. And looking back on it, I realized that that was a feed tree. I just didn't know it. And I stumbled upon that on luck, you know. And, um, and so I knew what I was looking for. And so I really just got out there and was like, I want to walk until I find signs. And so when I walked down through there and saw that, um, and, and really what draw, drew my attention to it was I knew that deer weren't crossing that cutover, you know, in the wide open. You know, I figure if they're going to cross it, they're going to cross in the cover of that hardwood finger. And sure enough, that's where they were crossing. Mm-hmm. Now, and to provide a bit that, to provide a little bit of background, the cutover, it's like a really fresh cutover, isn't it? It is, I would say, two or three years, maybe. Yeah, and it's like, <clears throat> you you showed me where you killed it, so I'd know where you're talking about, and it's basically like like kind of clump grasses here and there, a lot of slash still in it, like slashes in like pine limbs and bark and everything. It's just not thick at all. Yeah, there's no cover. Like, you guys talk about hunting cutovers, and you're looking at like, uh, you know, pine six, seven, eight years old, you know, I don't even know if there's any pine starting to grow there yet. I'd say the tallest brush is like two feet. So there's, it's pretty much a plain field. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not great deer cover at all. Right. Um, that's pretty cool that they came through and, and like this place, this place that we're talking about is just starting to rut right now. So back then, you know, when you killed that, what day, November 6th, you said? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're still bachelored up November 6th, three bucks together. Did you kill the biggest one in the group? I did, yeah. yes. <laughs> I sure did. It felt it felt like it took an eternity, but uh, you know, he finally came out and gave me a shot, so I took it. And then um, I think the next weekend was Youth Weekend, and I actually put my son in that same tree, and uh, he ended up shooting a deer uh, out of that same same little hardwood finger. Yeah, awesome. I remember that man on fire, man. It's on fire. But were you about to no, say I, I was going to say, Will, if you don't mind, kind of break down what you did for your son. How, well, how old is your son, first off, and uh, kind of like what all what was kind of the game plan for that? Because that's kind of interesting. So he's thirteen. Um, he's uh, he's killed deer the last two youth weekends, uh, both of those on private land, and so I didn't have an opportunity to get him out on some private land, and um, so I said, I know there's deer down here in this in this um around this feed tree and so i just in my mind i'm gonna hunt this feed tree till the acorns are gone and the deer stop showing up because i know they're they're down in here and um so i had had another place picked out and i said we can go over here and look at this or i know there's deer you have a good chance of seeing a deer down down here where i killed this buck and he said i want to see a deer so um i got him out there uh, usually we were hunting in a blind, so um, 
I have a, a summit climber. I got him in his own tree stand, which was the first time that happened. And uh, we got out there at like two o'clock, and by three thirty, we were in the truck with a deer. So it w- didn't take long at all. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. That's so cool. So uh, let's get into the meat and taters here. Uh, you just killed a nice buck. Uh, I guess it was yesterday, right? Saturday. It, yeah, yesterday. Right. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, it's a it's a gun hunt on this WMA. Uh, rut's coming in. I guess it's kind of mid to late rut now. Um, but just I, I I want you to walk us through that hunt, kind of beginning to end, just kind of how it, how it all went down. Yeah. So I uh, I wasn't sure where I was going to go. Um, I actually put a buddy in uh, in that spot where I'd killed that de- that buck and my son had killed a deer. And he was looking for a place to hunt, and I hadn't been in there in a month, and so I just said, hey you know, try this out. He hunted in there Friday, never saw a deer. So I knew acorns are probably gone. They've moved on to something else. So, um, Josh driver was talking about the, um, core buck areas. And, um, one of the things he said in that podcast was, uh, you really need to find diversity, dear, dear love diversity. And so it made me go back and look at, um, I was using Onyx maps, looking at the topography and, and things that stood out to me that would be um, diverse in, in, in multiple ways. And so I found this spot not very far from where I killed that that buck in November, but I found the spot where these three ridge systems came together. There was a saddle. There's a creek. There's um, a transition between pine and hardwoods. And uh, there's, a, there's a, a cut over there as well. So... I was like, I mean, it can't get any diverse and all these things coming together. And so I I got off work early Thursday and I was able to go out there. I just wanted to look at it. And so I took my stand with me and um, got down in there and I ended up finding five uh, scrapes, a rub line and tracks all over the place. And I was like, well, I know there's deer coming through here. And so I ended up setting up my tree stand and, um, Thursday night, leaving it overnight, and uh, getting back in there Saturday morning. And I had a, I, I debated taking my bow because you, I, I knew I pr- had a good chance if I saw a deer, it was going to be a doe. And, uh, you know, you at this particular time with a rifle hunt, you can't shoot does with, uh, with a gun on this WMA. So I uh, ended up taking the rifle because there were some spots that were a little bit further than bow range, and I thought if I do see a buck, I don't want to miss the opportunity so i had a doe come under my stand at 7 30 at like 15 yards and i thought if i'd had my bow i could have been in the truck well this buck came down the hill trailing a doe uh, at 9 30 and he walked right out in front of me and stood right over top of that scrape and i had set up on, on one of those scrapes there was a big scrape right on the transition of the hardwoods and the pine and i was in the pines and so he crossed over from the hardwoods and came right up to that scrape. And I shot him at like 20 yards. God, dude. Oh, so what, what kind of stuff did he come out of? Was it where, were they coming out of like some thickets or, or what? Yeah. So on the other side of, uh, of the Creek there where it comes down the hill, um, it, it gets real thick in there and it's not like briars. It's like down brush and trees and, um, I had been in that area before scouting, but had never gone down far enough and crossed the creek to find all of that buck sign that was down there. And so I knew it was real thick on the other side of that creek. Uh, 
and so they came down from that direction and um crossed on the on the bottom and when you cross the cutover it kind of drops down the hill and so they were i guess on a little bench coming across on the back end of the cutover just inside the trees and uh came right down in front of me and so man i was so excited i knew he was big just from looking at him but it, it all happened so fast and when i got up there i didn't realize how big he was <laughs> yeah you texted me i was it was the last day of my honeymoon and uh, you texted me and you're like hey are you on i was like oh i said it i'm not gonna forget <laughs> to bleep it this time god dang I, mean, I forgot to, i forgot to this bleep it last year listen an amateur and, man. andrew <laughs> if you want to know what i just said go listen to the last episode because i straight up forgot to which, bleep it which they need to listen to it anyways because it helped will kill a freaking big yes so. but if you want to figure out our honey hole uh where we're killing all these bucks not really <laughs> i forgot to bleep it but i'll bleep it this time don't let me forget tiff please <laughs> so um uh, I forgot where I was going with that now. Now that I just spilled the beans. Oh, you on the honeymoon? He he texted you asking oh, if you were yeah. hunting XYZ. You're like, you're like, hey, are you hunting XYZ? And I was like, no. You're like, because I could use some help. And I thought you were, it was like a hunting <laughs> question. I thought you were about to be like, should I go here or there? And then you're like, I killed a big one. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the picture came through, and I was like, holy crap, dude. That was pretty yeah, I was I was looking for some help to drag it. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was looking for, and I, I I wanted to. I've never packed out a deer. I bought a I bought a pack to do that, but I, I think I'm going to get this guy mounted. And so I didn't want to mess up caping it, and I, I've never done that before in the field. So I was like, I, man, if I got to get some help to drag this guy way back to the truck, and it was straight uphill the whole way. But yeah, I got it done. Yeah, I I definitely uh, would have helped you if I was around because I just I like putting my hands on deer that big. Um, but uh, man, yeah, you texted me and you're like, "Hey, should I pack him out?" And I was like, uh, "I've I mean I've caped some I caped my last one out the buck I killed two weeks ago or whatever it was. I caped him out and by myself it, it was very awkward. It was kind of difficult to do and I've like skinned out some deer. So I was like, "Yeah, you should probably drag him." And uh, you're like, "Oh boy." <laughs> <laughs> well to tell you the truth that i mean i it was tough and uh i got him about 200 yards from the truck and it's still uphill all the way and this guy came by real slow just looking and i waved and he come down there and he was like you need some help i was like man i know it's just 200 yards but i don't think i can do it <laughs> so this guy this guy helped me drag it back up to the top and uh so he was man i'm glad he came by because i was dying Man, oh, I'll tell you one thing. I was freezing to death in a tree stand when you killed that deer. So uh, that freaking wind was ripping. I was sitting on a cutover way south of you and uh, did not see anything, man. Trying to hunt some of that thicker cover and uh, just didn't make it happen. But um, that's really cool that you literally implemented tactics from our last week's episode to implement and kill something that weekend, mm-hmm. which is crazy because on the episode, I actually talked to – I mean, I, was, I made the comment. I'm like, someone's going to use these tactics, and we're going to get some listener success oh, yeah, stories. You did. And we got two, two yeah. from it yeah, in, so in one week. Another friend of mine who was hunting very close to you, Will, very close to you, actually, um, he killed one at 7, like 7 o'clock the same morning that you killed yours. And uh, we wanted to get him on, but he he's sick, lost his voice. So Brady, hope you get better soon. Um but hope maybe we'll get him on here pretty soon and talk about his because he killed a slammer. I don't know if I sent you the picture, Will, but he killed like a fourteen point. Yeah, 
Oh, nice. No, I didn't get the picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. He killed a he killed a great buck too. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. It, and like, is but, it my turn? Can well, I kill one? Now? Yeah. That, well, I was gonna say. So, the, well, the, the one thing will that you and Brady both had going for you, which y'all talked about, because he said the same thing about Josh's episode finding diversity, and that's where that buck's going to live and kind of be in that area. And that's what he did and did the exact same thing you did and had success. So that's awesome. I mean, now, you know, I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, Jacob, get back to the simplistic mindset. Don't look. Don't think of this so complex and just get yeah. in there and find deer, which I found deer Saturday evening. Uh, just wasn't – there was one legal, legal buck, but he was itty-bitty. His antlers were like toothpicks, man. I mean, you can pick your teeth with those suckers. He's so small. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's awesome, man. That is so freaking cool. Uh, especially just be able to get that deer out of there. And uh, I'm guessing you got him going to the taxidermist. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, uh, Andrew um, sent me some info on a guy that uh, he knows that does some work. And uh, I already got in touch with him. And I dropped off a uh, caped out buck uh, this morning to him. So, Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm pumped up about it. Um, listen, you talked about listener success stories. I'm, I'm like uh, the prime example. I, I can't tell you how many times I've gone hunting and never, I'm, I mean, like never see anything. And a matter of fact, I've texted that buck I killed yesterday to a friend of mine. He was like, you are on fire, man. What are you, you think you're doing something different? I was like 100% doing something different that I've never done. And, uh, you know, he's like, what is it? And I was like, listen, I'm listening to these podcasts, Southern Outdoorsman. And, uh, these guys are talking about finding feed trees, hunting thickets, you know, finding diversity, things that I don't never even heard of before. And we just started doing it. And it's paying off, dude. Dude, there's nothing that there is nothing more fulfilling than like the listener success stories you've got for me this year. Like, because we don't, we haven't done this like pump ourselves up or anything. We just do it because we like to talk about hunting, and we get guys on who are a lot smarter than us. Like, like the guys who you know, really, really, it was them who who gave you the advice to help kill these deer. We just delivered like the message, I guess. Um, but dude, there, there's like nothing more fulfilling than that right there. I mean, this is this is the the success stories we've gotten this year are like, oh dude, my dog's just sniffing the mic. My bad. <laughs> People are gonna hear that. People are gonna hear my dog sniffing the mic. Dude, there's there's nothing more fulfilling than like hearing these stories of people killing deer, even though. Me and Jacob can't seem to kill <laughs> any big giant bucks like y'all do, but still, dude, I mean, there's nothing like it, man. This has been an incredible deer season so far. I mean, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm having a blast. My I told my wife, you know, you get a three buck limit in Alabama. Um, I thought it was kind of like a bold thing to say I'm gonna get three bucks this year, but heck, it's only December twenty first, you know, or whatever twenty second. So you got <laughs> I got over time to get one more. You have over a month to get one more, dude. That's 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 pretty crazy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I think that one one reason we wanted especially to do this with you is because we've gotten a lot of requests for people who have like very limited time to hunt, and uh, I'd say you definitely fall into that category. I mean, just with jobs and, and family and everything. Um, you, like you said, you've only hunted probably ten times this year. I think that's relatable to a lot of folks, man, especially Jacob this year, because Jacob, you've had much less time to hunt this oh, year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went from, I mean, I even hunted last year. Like, I felt like last year I didn't hunt that much, but compared to this year, I hunted so much more last year, dude. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, Will, I'm, I'm right there on, you know, on pace with you when it comes to just like the limited time of hunting. 
Uh, and dude, I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, I probably have had, I probably have had a little over 10 sets maybe this year. Um, but it's like, again, this time last year, I probably had 40, yeah. maybe more. So, uh, you know, way less than half of what I did last year, I'm doing this year. But the cool thing is kind of seeing what's working for all these different guys across the country, but really like seeing you, Will, and then also with Brady talking about what Josh was mentioning on last week's episode about hunting diversity really has got me thinking like, okay, let's just focus on that. Like, cause it makes sense. I mean, I went to a place Saturday. I went, okay. Well, I went to a place Saturday morning hunting this cut over that I thought there'd be a lot of deer there. They're signed, but there was a lot of hunting pressure and the deer weren't in that area. They were in like these kind of thicker, probably 15 year old pines. And, uh, I decided to go and hunt some real mi- big mature pines on a big Creek drainage and dude, the deer were r- ridiculous. Kind of like what happened to you. If I would have had a bow with me, uh, like could have killed a bunch of does. Could have killed a ton of does. Saw seven deer, two bucks, and uh, five does. And every deer I saw came within bow range of me. Um, I'm so glad I didn't have a bow yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, man. I'd have been hoping by 930 in the morning before that guy had even strolled through there. Yeah, good point. Well, um, I, well, go ahead, Will. I, I was going to say this. I'll tell you, talking about not having a lot of time, uh, one thing I do – because I don't have a lot of time, like boots on the ground in the field, is uh, I spend a lot of time on like on X or Google Earth or Caltopo, just at night laying in my bed, just like w- let me narrow it down to some spots that I don't want to waste my time and go in. Mm-hmm. And like I like b- before the season started, I had to watch YouTube videos like how do you read a topo map? I mean that's how far off I am from like being an incredible hunter. You know what I mean? So. Um, that that's really helped me being limited time and, and knowing what I want to look for based on the hunting tactics I've learned. Um, where am I going to find that on the map? And so that's kind of helped me key into some places too. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you this since this year has been a complete 180 from what happened to you last year. What have you learned from this year that you think you're going to be able to implement for the rest of the year? And then also for next year. Uh, the big thing is sign. I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, I would walk in the woods and be like, man, this is a pretty little spot right here. There's got to be a deer coming through here looking at the scenery, you know? I mean, <laughs> and never and never see anything. And then I would hunt that spot like 15 times, you know, all season. I mean, that's just that's just how, how, how I thought it was supposed to work. And so one thing, I think it was Glenn Solomon said, you know, he won't hunt the same place twice. Now, I hadn't been that extreme with it, you know, because obviously in this um, – you know, hardwood finger, I knew there were deer in there and they kept coming back. So I kept coming back. But once the sign's gone, once, once I hunt there and there's no deer, I I don't want to waste my time. And so, uh, I'm, I'm going to hunt where there's sign, you know? And so I'm going to get in and walk till I see fresh sign and set up. And at least I know there's deer in the area. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Well, what was your so tell me what is your biggest takeaway from this year so far compared to years past? Oh man, my biggest takeaway. Um, I, here's what I can tell you. I mean, if I can do it, if if a guy who doesn't know how to read a topo map and never heard of a feed tree or anything like that can kill maybe three bucks and limit out this year, any anybody can do it. You know. Um, you just can't give up. There's frustrating days. I have sat several times and never seen a thing, but I've gone three or four seasons in a row and sat and never seen a thing. So um, take take what you're hearing, take what people are talking about, and, 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 and apply it to, 
to the tactics you're putting out of the field, and I think it'll produce results. Man, <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it, man. Um, yeah, I, that's about all I got. Will, I, I hope you get that third buck, man. Put the hey, you, the cherry you'll be on the top. first to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll make a point if you kill another one. I'll come help you drag it. I'll, I'll make time. I'll come help you get it he'll, out. He'll drive back from wherever he's at and just give him a couple hours. Everybody just heard you say that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, well, Will, we appreciate it, man, and uh, hope you kill the last one. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And we're back, guys. That was awesome. Really proud of Will. Uh, make oh my god, Andrew. That was so weak. All right, Andrew, get out of here. Oh, get out of here, Andrew. That's so weak. Well, we're not going to start it over. We're just going to let people listen to your and, weakness. Andrew's soft. <laughs> Comes back from Wyoming in this freezing cold weather, and he's a soft. Hey, I braved the elements out there. No, Tiffany braved the elements. He just sucked it up. Yeah. All right, outro time. <laughs> Got the ginger here as always. I also have my lovely wife. No, darling bride. My yeah. darling bride. <laughs> Where's the fox hide, though? Yeah, I had to quote Tyler Childers in my initial social media post after uh, after getting married. So, Tiffany, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, should, I, should, I should interview you all. So, Tiffany, what was your thoughts on the episode? That was good. Y'all, like, behind the scenes, y'all are really goofy. Yeah, like just like Andrew's over there, like more excited than I've ever seen him in my life. He's more like, ex- oh, they quoted another episode. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Dang, saying as it is, man. Yeah. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> um. So, uh, Tiffany, did you like Wyoming? I really did. It was like I've never seen the mountains like that, and so it was really cool to go out there and see everything else was so flat and then all of a sudden there's these mountains that are just ridiculously beautiful um and then I am like oh let's go on this cute little hiking trail and let's go on this guided (laughs) tour and all this stuff and Andrew's like yeah let's go choose a mountain walk up it (laughs) and that ended up being my favorite part so yeah, for everyone out there, I know people didn't tune in to hear about the honeymoon, but we uh we went out to this mountain and we got a lift because I wasn't gonna drive on those icy roads. Being from Alabama, <laughs> and uh yeah, we get out there and as the lift is driving away, I'm like, I hope they come back. <laughs> they're like in the middle of nowhere. They didn't come back, and we were 13 miles from town, and it took us like 40 minutes to get another ride. I thought we were gonna have to start walking to the airport. Whew. It would have been pretty awkward. <laughs> oh, man. I was like, you said you wanted an adventure. But yeah, Tiffany, we were, like, walking up the side of the mountain, hiking up it, and the snow, I mean, Andrew's a couple inches taller than me, <laughs> and the snow got up to his belly button, and Ooh. he was like, yeah, maybe we should turn around. <laughs> yeah. Tiffany glassed up a nice mealy buck that she didn't let me see. <laughs> Yeah, we were so in the room we could see like that mountain behind our room and i like was looking through the binos one morning and i was like hey babe there's three uh muley does up there look at them and she gets up there and she looks through the through the binos and she's like oh yeah there's three does and she's like looking at them she's like they're so cute and then she's like oh there's a big buck behind them i was like what <laughs> let me see, let me see. <laughs> and she's like hold on i'm looking at them and so she looks at them and then by the time i get through the binos the buck is gone i was like oh I wanted to see Amelie Buck. Man, he just bed down, bro. 
Yeah. Said to pick him out. Go yep. Aaron Snyder on him. Yeah. And then she she glassed up two bull elk fighting. So her Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, her, your game spotting skills are better than mine. So next <laughs> that's time, why you married me, right? Mm-hmm. Dang, listen, yeah, next time we go to Wyoming, we just put her behind the spotting Yeah, that's scale. right, pretty useful in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, find them from camp for us. Just direct us to them. Mm-hmm. There you go. Awesome. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was pumped up. That episode was pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, that was uh, really cool, especially because literally he's had a 180. Will's had a 180 in his uh, last two seasons. I mean, last season – you know, seemed pretty miserable. Uh, and then, you know, this year it's like he's been all over him. Yeah. Um, just because, I guess, listen to the podcast and it's really imp- – not only – you can listen to podcasts all day long, but if you're not going out there and really implementing them, yeah. like, like myself, you ain't, yeah, you ain't killing nothing. Well, I, and that's kind of why I wanted to interview Will. Because um, Will, like like he said, like he took a long break from hunting and he's just kind of getting back into it. And he's de- he's not like our last – you know, handful of guests who like are real dialed. They hunt a lot. They've been hunting for a long time, but Will comes from a more relatable place. I feel like that people have been asking us about where he's got very limited time to hunt. He doesn't have like this giant knowledge base. He's, he's gained over the last 20 or 30 years. Uh, he basically took it and ran with it this year and implemented those tactics. And it's one thing to hear about certain tactics. And it's, I think we all know it's another thing to actually implement those and put them to good use. Yep. Um, and that's really the hard part because I think I made the comment to you or somebody the other day. It's like, like you know, we do these podcasts and I write articles and we make videos and everything. And I'm like, it, we all know how to kill a big buck. Like it's no secret how to go out there and kill a nice deer. Like the blueprints are there. It's crossing your T's and dotting your I's and going and doing it correctly that uh, that sets people apart. So it's definitely cool to see Will do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and also, I'm guessing is that I guess is that his biggest buck ever? Oh yeah. So dude, he killed his biggest buck ever, and dude, it's a hammer. When I was at the check-in station talking with the biologist, me and him were chatting, talking about Brady's buck he killed that 14 point. And um, Brady brought it by just before I got there, I think, because he yeah we were talking about it and everything because he just brought the head back because he packed it out. And uh, he's and, ch- and uh, biologist was like, <laughs> yeah man, it's a it's a it's a it's a that was a really good deer. I was like, yeah, well here's this other one that uh, one of Andrew's buddies killed. And he showed us, oh, man, that's a nice buck. That's a real good buck. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is awesome. It's cool to see guys like that, really guys like both Brady and Will, have success, you know, a week after when these episodes comes out, they implement the, you know, the tactics, and they go kill deer. Um, especially right now during the rut, man. They're kind mm-hmm. of finding where those deer want to be, and they're finding those big bucks in those areas because they're comfortable there. So that's awesome. Um, oh, sweet. Let's see. So y'all had, so y'all got married since last episode dropped. Y'all were on the honeymoon. So y'all been married? It's officially, I guess, Andrew and Tiffany Maxwell. How would you say it? Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Maxwell. Mm-hmm. It's, adorable. Right? it's adorable. Is that right, Tiff? Yeah, that's right. T- Tiffany Maxwell sounds really good. It's got mm-hmm. a good ring to it. <laughs> She's got a dog crawling all over her right yeah, now. Yeah, Bridger, Bridger's just a handful. He just <laughs> he wants all the love, and he doesn't understand when we're working. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Tiffany's going to get out and uh, hopefully kill a deer this week. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. This week, what's going on? What's what's the plan? She uh, she wants to go hunting, so we're going to go hunting. But she just told me about 10 minutes ago that she doesn't want to shoot the 7 mag, which is why I got that 243 out. Wait, 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 where are y'all going to go hunting? Down around Auburn. Okay, I was going to say, I got a crossbow she can use if she wants to go up here. Ooh. Ooh, that actually might be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, a lot easier. Crossbow kicks a little bit less than a 243. 
Yep, Although, you, I will you, say, she's she was ready to shoot that 7 mag two years ago when those spikes came out. And she was just shouldered up ready. I don't think she realized it was a 7 mag. And I was like, like man, I'm going to feel really bad if this hits her in the face. Oh, like, God. She Scar- gets scars her something. up right above the eyebrow. Yep. No, but, dude, uh, y'all could go where I was, had all those does come by me. And, it, Tiffany, if you can use a climbing tree, because i got a couple of them, just, like, put her in a climber and just let her climb up. And you get up in the same tree with the saddle, climb up next to her. And that's what I did with uh, oh. Adrian. And uh, that's a great idea. I'm telling. Listen, I'm a I'm a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Take the crossbow. You take your bow, but you film it. All right. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Tiffany, I got this. Are we recording? Yo, yeah. Yeah. And you're saying all this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's an outro. On the outro, we say whatever we want. Okay. <laughs> Are we recording? <laughs> we're always recording. Yeah. Life's life's always yeah. We're always recording life. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Tiff? She doesn't know we're talking about. She was. I think no. I'm kind of scared, but I'll do it. Kinda I was also really scared about that hike, but that was really fun, so See, I trust you. There you go. Trust Andrew. Here's your first mistake. <laughs> Dang. No, you need to get her sa- – I got, and I got an extra safety harness. I got tree stand. She just needs to come over and practice in my yard. And then y'all be good to go. Baby, you know how to use a climber? You get, your no. ab, get, your, get your ab workouts, some shoulder workouts, and some leg workouts. Yeah. Hey, Yeah. Okay, I have no upper body strength, so no, I no, hope no. that's not an issue. No, no, no. no you can no. actually this one you can sit on it. You're good. Okay. So yeah, you just need like leg and ab strength. Yeah, and not that much because big old chubby you're, dudes do it all the time. You're working on the Brazilian butt while you're going up and down. <laughs> 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 that's why mine looks so good. I used to climb her forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, sculpted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! Oh uh, yeah, so this is a quick like Christmas episode. Yeah, dude. Oh, Merry Christmas! So, what what's all's plans? Uh, what are our plans? We're gonna have Christmas here. So, our families are really, really close, which is very nice. <laughs> we don't have to yeah. go from family to family. So, um, both of our families are gonna go to one house, and we're gonna do Christmas morning all together. And then we're going to go to Nashville later on in the day and see extended family. Awesome. Do y'all do like the whole like Christmas breakfast and everything? Is that like a big thing? Oh, yeah. Do you even know my dad? <laughs> I, I do now. Before, listen, I met him that what day before the wedding when you killed that buck. We yeah. went over there. Dude, your dad is so cool. Like Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve is on the cool list for Jacob. <laughs> all right. I'm, I, could, I could drink a beer with Steve. Oh, yeah. He's a huge breakfast person. Like, he's going to make, he makes breakfast casserole that was, like, my gammy's recipe mm-hmm. from, like, four generations down. He makes that every Christmas, and we're going to have, like, cinnamon rolls and biscuits and some ambrosia and all, like, a whole, the whole Bro, nine going down mimosas all around. <laughs> pour it up, boys. Oh, Steve, man. I remember I, I knew I was going to like Steve because I was over at Tiffany's house one time, uh, like, earlier in our relationship. And he was like, you want some breakfast? I was like, no, I'm okay. Like being like awkward and nervous and everything. And then he just like hands me a plate full of bacon and eggs. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to like Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this ain't no spinach and egg whites, boys. (laughs) (laughs) No, sir. No, that's awesome. Um, Well, cool. What are you doing for Christmas? Just getting getting together with the family. We got uh, all of our family get together at... um, I'm trying to think whose house is it going to be. So we'll do it at my parents' house for like my side of the family, and then we'll go over to my aunt's house uh, for my dad's side. And it's a it's a hectic, fun, freaking 
field day, and then you go try to kill a deer that afternoon. Yeah, about to say. Always trying to hunt on Christmas. Yeah. At my hunting club that I was in uh, as a kid that we were in, there's just one field that someone killed a big old buck on on Christmas Day, and so we named it Christmas Day Holla. <laughs> and that was one of the coolest places ever. Cool. It was named Christmas Day Holla. Digging it. <laughs> um, oh, speak about well, just kind of some funny things. So I was telling you about Thomas getting scared about the, the coyotes and everything coming up his tree. Tell you have to tell that story. It, well, it's it's not PG. You Make might, it PG thirteen, and it's okay. Well, PG thirteen, they 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 do some serious cussing. PG thirteen, so that, I can do that <laughs> nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother, which anybody, he was on. I don't know what episode it was because we were talking about him at Arkansas hunting some public land. But he came. He's back here. Uh, he's back from college uh, on Christmas break and was hunting some local piece of public with us. And, dude, he found this one spot off a road that had a ton of <laughs> bucks signed, dude. And he gets in there and uh, climbs up this tree on the side of this drainage, kind of looking at these pines, kind of like what you talked about. Sitting there anyways, I don't know, some time goes by. He looks over, and all of a sudden there's a freaking, there's a bobcat standing right there. And he's like, how did it get there? <laughs> and he's like, dude, it was so quiet. I did not know it was there. He's like, I didn't know it was there. He's walking through leaves. And his second, he said, the second my eyes made contact with his eyes, it turned and rained. He's like, how did it see me? And, it, oh my and he was like, <laughs> he's like, dude, it's like a ninja. It's like they're so quiet. <laughs> right before the end of the hunt, um, he's using one of my saddles and some muddy pro sticks in a uh, podium platform from out on a limb. And um, he's like, right before it got dark, he's like, crap, I don't have my headlamp. So he's like, I'm going to have to get down in the dark. So he starts like packing stuff up. It's, it's getting you know, relatively dark, legal shooting lights about to go out. He's like, man, I wonder why I haven't heard no coyotes because he had a, a camera right there and had one coyote on the camera. He said the second, like five seconds after he thought that thought, he said the coyotes <laughs> like 200 yards away just went off, man. And he was sort of like howling. And he's like, crap. And my brother's, you know. He didn't say crap. No, yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, – his whole thing is he's not a fan. You know, I guess there's a lot of guys that just don't like coyotes. Again, especially if I have a right. It don't matter, dude. That's, that's never really yeah, crossed my, my mind. my dad used to give me crap when I, I was I'm more worried about some wild pigs, dude. I'd be, I was, like, afraid of stuff, and my dad would be like, you got a gun that can kill anything in the world. Why are you afraid of stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, he was paranoid, so he's like, okay, I'm going to get down. So he quickly, like, runs down the tree, gets his sticks. <laughs> like tie, He's like, dude, I've never tied my sticks up so quick. And then he gets down the tree, he's like, Where's my car keys? He looked up in, in his. He had a. <laughs> and he had a. Uh, he, he hunts with like a fanny pack and he had his keys in it. And he looked up. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you said PG 13. That's PG 13. Anyways. No worry, Tiff. I bleeped it. Okay, good. So, uh. So, anyways, he's like, crap. And they, then they start howling more and they're like, they're all around him. He said there are they're three different directions around him. And he's like, crap. He's like, he's like, he, he told me, he's like, dude, if my keys weren't up there and they were in my pocket and I just left stuff, I would have left it in the tree that night. So he's like, crap. So he like, he threw his sticks back on the tree. He undid them, threw them all the way up the tree. He said he was up and down the tree in like a minute. Grabbed his stuff and then like booked it, got out of there. But it was just funny because his personality is hilarious. He's super high energy. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, dude. I was like, he said that, that word that you blew that a lot more in the story when he was telling it to me, but it was hilarious. He's just like, man, I'm not getting stuck out there in the dark with freaking Kyle's running around. No way in hell. No way in hell. And he forgot his headlamp. That's yeah. a that's an important part of the story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you can catch your phone with your headlamp. I mean, you won't see nothing until nah, it's like dude. 10 feet from you, but I'm whatever. of a couple little song dogs. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no think- bigger than Bridger. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that that was hilarious. And then again, I didn't see crap. I saw well, I saw seven deer uh, that afternoon, uh, Saturday afternoon, all within bow range, man. But 
one legal book, but he was itty bitty little thing, nothing super special. But they were using those topo lines like crazy, man. Hunting a place that was like super super thick, but like really big mature select cut pines, like real thick underneath, like dog hair thick. But I was sitting around the edge of this huge creek drainage, and those deer. I mean, it was super steep. They were just using that top that top topo line around the edge of the uh, the drainage as like their travel corridor. It was it was awesome, dude. Uh, just no freaking shooter bucks, even though I had a doe. That two does run right by me, like coming from like crosswind, like right in front of me. I'm like, oh, there's a buck coming. I got the gun. I'm all, I'm almost already shaking, dude. I'm just thinking. I'm just imagining. I'm like Brady's bucks about to pop out. Like Brady's brother's bucks about uh, to pop out. Oh, yeah. sixteen point or something, <laughs> and uh, freaking nothing comes. I'm like, god dang it. And I'm like, come on now. But uh, anyways, but man, it's it's been fun. Well, I got I got my first hunt in uh, since since I got hitched. Just, oh yeah, we got got relatively. It was wet, very wet. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was raining. I wasn't prepared, and I felt like an eight-year-old hunting with my dad. That was Check hilarious. It. You got to say that. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like out there. I'm just going to drive around and look for tracks because that's how I, we killed the buck uh, right before I got married, how that buck. So Jacob went out there, saw some tracks, and then I set up based on where I thought these deer might be in this bedding area. And so today I was going out there, and I just got off the phone with you, Tiff, and I was like, yeah, I'm just driving around. I'm going to go look for tracks or whatever. Like All I had was my blue jeans. I'm wearing a T-shirt that I got in Jackson Hole. Uh, I'm wearing a jacket, and uh, I got a rifle and two bullets and nothing else. And then you call me, and you're like, hey, you want to go sit on this uh, gas line? I was like, sure, let's go. And you had a pop-up line, and I'm like, I don't have anything. And you're like, what are you cold? Do you want to sit these pants? No, no, well, I got we, a sit, we sit down. <laughs> we, like, we, we walk all the way out there, okay? I almost get stuck going down a road that was like, looked like a waterfall driving down. It yeah, was ridiculous. it was raining. It was raining hard. Today. And like we we hike in, you grab all your crap. I have my backpack, and we hike in. You get the tent, the pop up tent set up. What at the blind? We get in there, like, oh man, this is sweet, dude. Gonna kill S- one. Sitting there, like, man, it's getting a little bit chilly. And you're like, man, my legs getting cold. I'm like, here, you want here? Th- throw this vest on. It's just like you know, <laughs> you know, kind of cover your legs. All right. I was like, oh, I got gator. I got water. Like, Let me get some of that gator. Here you go, bud. Let's get some gator. <laughs> It was like I was like an eight year old. They were sitting there chilling. Dad, I'm like, I had to walk back because I had to go get my bibs. And we're anyway, sitting there chilling. He's like, man, it's getting a little chilly. I'm like, dude. I'm like, man, I got a jacket. You want me to put my jacket on? He's like, yeah, give me that jacket. <laughs> throws, that, throws my big old salt tooth jacket on. He's like, oh, now I'm cozy. <laughs> Jacob's like, you want some pa- Here's some here's some uh, warm pants. Here's yeah, some oh, yeah, jacket. Yeah, then I had the that pants. I'm like, oh, man, my leg's getting cold. I'm like, I think I got extra pants in here. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, throw these on. Throw these puffies on. I bro. literally felt like a child. Oh, where are you barking at, dog? I hit my chair. It freaked oh. him out. But uh, anyways, yeah, that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> You're like a dad, Mary Poppins. A dad? Oh, yeah. I just got my bag full of wonderful everything. Well, I'm glad you got that. Well, I don't understand that joke. Watch really? the movie. She like put she puts crap in their freaking yeah, bag and like, like where did it go? As a as a child watching that, I was like, oh my god, it's kind of scary. As a child, like, <laughs> someone could have jumped in the bag and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you watched it yesterday. Uh, probably ought to. I don't know. <laughs> it was an interesting movie, but um, the original. Um, <laughs> but no, dude, I was dude, I was impressed. Talk about that uh, Uncompadre jacket, man. So I wore that all day Saturday. It's like a the uncompadre jacket from First Lights, like just a puffy, like it's like a light puffy jacket. Um, and dude, I wore it all Saturday, like afternoon, like on the afternoon hunt in the rain, like light drizzle, like what we were in today. And dude, did not get wet. And I was very impressed with it because I thought it was gonna leak, or I thought it was gonna like soak through and get the the down wet, and it never did. Yeah. Uh, and then we wore it today in the freaking crapshoot. Freaking just it looked like. 
the wind come through and you see like the waves of the freaking rain just coming through the freaking yeah. air. It was crazy. It was, it was crappy. Yeah, and we jinxed my best spot because I've I've hunted that for three years. I've never sat there but in the month of December and not seen a buck. And we didn't see a deer today. We didn't see a deer, man. I don't think I've ever sat there and not seen a deer. So, yeah, we jinxed it. You know why? Why? Because you weren't wearing your first light. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. (laughs) You know, if I didn't have my first light camouflage, I'd never kill any deer. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking that and mountain ops. Oh, my God. Hashtag mountain ops. Don't get me started on that. Get so ripped. Hashtag hunters. <laughs> I couldn't do it without y'all. I'd like to thank Instagram for this buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody out there, oh, I couldn't have done it without XYZ. <laughs> yeah. Y'all no. are gracious. Um, no, all right, that's, dude. that's the running joke is like the first light in Sitka because it's so expensive. And I remember when I bought my first like Sitka gear, my friends absolutely destroyed me about it. I bought like a, the one of their hoodies or something. They're like, oh, I bet you're going to kill all the deer now. I was like, I just like it because it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Uh, well, I definitely have noticed a difference from like just messing around because I've had all that Badlands gear, which I like the Badlands, especially the pattern's legit. Yeah. The FX approach, but... Uh, Everything they have, for the most part, it's all fleece, and fleece is awesome until you get wind, mm-hmm. and it just freaking bites right through it, and you're like, God, you got to throw like rain gear on just to cut the wind, which is not super fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know. I've been enjoying the first light stuff. I yeah. really like it, and we're not sponsored, so we're honest. Yeah, dude. I I, I only bought mine because they were running a freaking uh, Black Friday deal, and I was like- And I would have busted your- balls if you had got something I, else I almost dude. almost well it was between so first i went to uh badlands had a 50 percent off i was like dude but then you, when, when someone has 50 percent off you really know the value of their product because like sick you don't ever see it sick at 50 percent off unless they just have like it's a third party that they got a big old margin yeah right? exactly but like badlands i'm like hmm, interesting here now guys yeah I, I mean for the price i guess badlands is pretty good but i just had some durability issues with it yeah, well, listen. I'll tell you one thing. The, 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 those those first light guide pants are awesome. They are so comfortable. It is like the like especially using those silent approach steps. Like trying to get up really high up in a pine tree, and you got like stretch. I mean, my fat butt is like <laughs> one foot picking up on the tree and like standing up on one leg, like, like Spider Man. Oh, oh yeah, up dude, the telephone this, pole. It's like crawling up it. And uh, it's so much easier to do it in those pants and like my uh, my rise pants from uh, Badlands, just because they're. They had no stretch. They were just fleece, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of that was a pain, dude. It was such a pain. Well, dude, in, in Jackson Hole, it was like eight degrees, and I kept, I was wearing blue jeans, and then one day I was like, hey, Tiff, will you be offended if I go out in the town in full camo? And she's like, I mean, full camo. Oh, was he really? Top no, to bottom. Dead serious. Like, he was going hunting out there or something. Hunting. Oh, yeah, dude. Full camo, top to bottom, wearing my hunting boots, everything. I was like, would you be offended if I wore this? And she was like, what'd you say? I mean, I just wanted you to be warm, but oh my gosh, y'all. I I was like, okay, just one week, like no nothing hunting, no camo or anything. <laughs> we got through one day and I woke up to this boy like standing on the bed with his binoculars like out the blinds and he's like, Tiff, I see some mule deer out there. <laughs> And then the next day, he goes out in full camo and all his Sitka gear, and he's like, yeah, this stuff is awesome. This is legit. I don't feel cold at all. I'm pretty cozy right now. Oh, <laughs> first light, thank you. 
like, thank you for everything. <laughs> Whatever. No, that's that, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that, well, that's kind of funny because like when we were upstairs and like with your mom, Andrew, she was like, "Man, it's like it's nice to see you in a jacket that's not camouflage." Like, oh, I'm gonna buy the camouflage one too. I had to fight to get him. He was like. Yeah, no, they don't have anything that's not in camo. They're all sold out. And I was like, no, just get a jacket that is not camo. I don't yeah, care. <laughs> yeah, her, this is from her apartment flooded and, like, ruined a bunch of clothes. So we got an insurance check. And I had a little bit of money to spend. I was like, I'm going to get me some hunting clothes with this money. <laughs> <laughs> you Tiffany was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you have to get your solitude set up now. That's what I was trying to get. I was trying to get the solitude jacket, but they didn't have it in black. And so I got the uncompog, unco- they, the unpronounceable. Do they make that in black? The solitude? No. I was gonna say yeah. So I got the unpronounceable in black, and uh, I love it. That thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. Tiffany wore it a little bit. She likes it too. Yeah. It, yeah, I was gonna say. Although it's like a parka on her because she's little. <laughs> well, they, well, they have their their women's cut, which I mean will probably fit you a lot better. Dude, it is a like super comfortable jacket, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's get off that. All right, Andrew, you gotta open your present. All right, which one? All right, which this one, one first. All right, so guys, we're sitting here. We got Andrew's present. I got him. Hold on, no, not those. The other one, dude. Bruh. Hold on. By the way, so also for everybody out there, I got you a present and it's not here yet. Sweet. So. All right, so right now I'm on Instagram as well. All right. So Andrew's opened up his present from Jacob. All right. Oh, you're going to need a knife, by the way. There you go. Anybody got a knife? Just for the record, last year Jacob got Andrew a bow for Christmas. So Jacob goes kind of he goes a little Dude, Jacob, crazy. Jacob balls out. We call him, we call him Money Bags Myers for a reason. <laughs> Jacob just got somebody. Well, you know what? I don't know if they listen, so I'm not going to say anything. But yeah, 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 I don't. Oh, they don't listen, but yeah. But you never know. Yeah. <sighs> what is this? Oh, dude, it's a brick bow. Are you kidding me? What kind is this? It's a Samic Sage 40-pound lens for a trainer. You can buy extra limbs for it if you want. Dude, are you kidding me? Because, dude, you wanted a recurve. So, actually, I bought myself one, too. So, we're going to learn to shoot for next year. Yes! Give me some. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. So, uh... Steve Angel ought to be pretty happy. Oh, dude, Steve! I might be. Ha- I might have to call up Steve and be like, "Hey, how do I quit shooting my fence?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, thank you. Yeah, dude. Course, dude. I can't get this tape off. It's called a knife. Just don't cut the wood. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you got the same bow? Yeah. Because right. y'all needed something else to bond over. I know, right? it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the obsession between these two is a little ridiculous. I just like him. <laughs> He's my friend. So that, oh, yeah, dude. So the cool thing about that, so after Check that out, it's beautiful. Yeah, dude. Sam Sage. Dude, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, you want to go kill a turkey with it? Dude, of course. You got to open the other box, too. All right. <clears throat> oh yeah it's, it's kind of hard to shoot a recurve without arrows without arrows which ones are these oh dude black eagles is that what these are black eagles <laughs> look at that you have outdone yourself Myers <laughs> <laughs> let's go shoot a turkey with a recurve make it ultra difficult oh yeah I haven't killed one with a shotgun in like two years so. yeah. oh those are freaking beautiful Look at that, dude. Look at that. Dude. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) 
So these Fletcher, we gotta explain this to people because this is an audio program. Oh yeah, I forget. We're on, <laughs> we're on Every, everyone's just looking at the radio like these guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so the, this arrow, it's like a it's like a wood grain looking arrow. Um, yeah, the vintage. The, um, dude, the fletchings are beautiful. Yeah, so the Black things. Eagle vintage. It's a it's a carbon arrow, but they of course they they want to make it look wood, so it's got like a I don't know a fake wood paint job on it yeah with their uh you got let's see is it black in yeah black and red uh feathers and uh, the, so the cool thing about the samic set the samic samic i might be saying it wrong samic sage or whatever i think it's samic um so you can buy limbs for them they're only like 50 bucks mm-hmm. uh all the way up to like 65 pounds so i mean you can literally train with it. and the cool thing is so listen to it, uh the um kafaru cast podcast uh what's his name um Old uh, Aaron Schneider. Aaron Schneider. He was saying that um, the cool thing about that that bow is like one of the most shootable bows uh, for the price point. Um, and the cool thing is you kind of learn what you like about it and what you don't like with the, especially with the grip. So when you order a custom bow, you can tell them exactly like what you want to see in it. Yeah, yeah. These are cool. I I had one of these when I was like. 14 or 15 like it was before i could drive because we used to like i got the takedown so i could put it in my backpack and ride my bike around town and like shoot at birds and stuff <laughs> and uh dude I, I forgot what poundage it was but like i sold it and i was like i regretted selling it so much these are awesome bows strings yeah. in there too by the way yeah we need to string this up and shoot it i got my bow targets outside dude this thing is slick dude. 62 inches <clears throat> You had the old one for a long time. Yeah, I did. And then I and then I sold it and I bought a bear grizzly recurve at sixty pounds, which was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a complete mistake. It was so heavy. Oh yeah. yeah so for forty pounds, that's perfect. And the cool thing is it's set up, dude. So this summer when we are gonna go bow fishing, you can actually put a bow reel. Yeah. So look, <laughs> so look on the side you can get you either get a light uh, attachment on the bottom right oh, there. Yeah. Where you can screw in, or you can put your bow holder right, or your reel holder right there, so we can go bow fishing with that. Oh, I'm down. Yep. I know a place. I know a place to go. I know, dude, we go to the freaking marine up in Gunnersville. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, freaking giant gar. Dude, you name car. dropping, man. You name dropping. Okay, come <laughs> meet us, guys. Let's go bow fishing. Hey, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, it'll be awesome, dude. We need to string this up and uh, and go shooting. Yeah, I bought you something. It's not here yet, but you're gonna like it. Sweet, I promise you. Sweet. Okay, yeah, but dude, the arrow. <laughs> Tiffany's just like great. Another bow. <laughs> another bow. Tiffany, do you want one, <laughs> dude? Oh, they, so they, I think they go down to like twenty pounds. That would be awesome. Like for real, since y'all have that awesome backyard at the new house, like to yeah. get get one you could just practice with. It's fun, especially if you have one that's like very manageable, so you can really like have fun with it. And you're not like stressing. I'll tell you something about Tiffany. This is interesting. Is I think this is like with a lot of women, but definitely with you, is that they're just like naturals at shooting stuff. Shit, yes. Dude, they, <laughs> uh, dude, they are. I handed her, so I, I got this, I bought this Henry 22 rifle a couple years ago, mm-hmm. Henry Golden Boy 22. Oh, dude, awesome. And I'm like, I bought it. I bought it for us, but oh. I really wanted it. And so I bought it, and I'm like, "Hey, babe, like, see how you like this gun?" And she commandeered it, dude. She like, <laughs> she loved it. Like, I handed it to her, and she literally outshot me. Like, I, I dude, it was shameful. Like, how bad she outshot me. I'm like, I bet you can't hit this. I put like a quarter at like 30 yards, and she like dead ringed it, dead in the middle. She's like, "Am I doing good?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, I think that Tiffany would do good with a bow, too, because when I worked at Field and Stream, she shot some bows in the bow range, and she didn't have the quite the right form, but uh, she still did pretty good. So, I think you'd be a natural with a bow, too, if you wanted to try and bow hunt. Or just shoot in the backyard. Or just shoot in the backyard. Yeah, you don't have to have a bow to actually go hunting. You can just freaking target shoot. But anyways. Yeah. She's cute. Henry, <laughs> 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 man. Yeah, she's a pretty good shot. She's going to shoot that 243 at a deer, hopefully pretty soon. <laughs> Get him. Do you have anything to say? Um, I think this is your first podcast. Yeah. Right? Oh, well, I feel like she's been on another one, but she might have not talked. This is the first time that I've ever like put on the headset. Gotcha. So it's kind of weird. I feel like... Do you feel like a pilot? <laughs> 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 on the honeymoon, I was like... I was like, okay, this is going to be my one week that there's no, like, hunting or anything. Couldn't even go a day. So, I think I've, after seven years, realized that (laughs) that's just, like, such a big part of their life. And the listeners on this podcast, like, I hope y'all know how lucky you are because this is his, this is Andrew's complete life. And he's just always looking for new ways to help y'all out so i mean i guess i'll join in (laughs) 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 and see what all the fuss is about but y'all must really like it because you seem to always be talking about hunting so yeah there must be something fun about it knowing tiff how how these things usually go with tiff i'm gonna get her into hunting and she's gonna kill like a doe next week and she'd be like I like that. And then I'm going to take her turkey hunt in the spring, and she's going to kill like five gobblers. What? I'm not going to kill any. <laughs> Save one for me, bro. <laughs> Jeez, Tiffany. Kill them all, don't That's you? That's Dude, Tiffany's cold-blooded killer, man. I took her out squirrel hunting one time, <laughs> and she uh, she killed a squirrel, and I was a little bit I was a little bit surprised at how, how easily she killed that thing. <laughs> she's like, okay, let's find another one. <laughs> <laughs> and she's good at cooking, too. <laughs> Man, awesome. All right, cool. Well, what else you got? What else do we need to cover in the outro? Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. It's the most wonderful time of the year, <laughs> right? Especially live around here, it's freaking rut, boys. Dude, it's Christmas. It's the rut. I got a, I got an ugly dog who I like a lot. I just got married. I'm having a good time. This is a good year. 2019 has been a good year, right? Yeah, it's been a really good year. Except I didn't kill a turkey. So we we won't talk fun. about that. Yeah, let's not talk about turkey season. But, uh, yeah, okay. You got so a concluder, Jacob? What? Boys, make sure that you have a gift for your wives. Oh, shoot, yeah. I'd hope so. Are you dropping me a hint, darling? No, I'm just helping these poor folks out. <laughs> <laughs> so this is dropping tomorrow, so if you don't have a gift for your wife yeah, or you girlfriend Yeah, you better go yet, out now. Yeah, express ship it or you better find something in the store, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, if you have advice, <gasps> forgot. Ooh, let's, yeah. let's do this. You're, you're, uh, so I've been with you for like seven years mm-hmm. and you're not tired of me yet. Or you, <laughs> well, you are sometimes, <laughs> but I must be pretty good looking. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had, so throughout the seven years that we've been together, um, uh, we've had, obviously we've had like rough spots with hunting, right? Yeah. If you could give like advice to dudes about hunting and balancing and i'm i should probably listen to this too because i'm not good at it (laughs) 
if you could give advice to guys about hunting, like from a female's perspective, like a significant other, your perspective, what would it be? Um, I would say just take one specific day. And I know like you've all got work or school, whatever it is. And so weekends are normally like your time that you want to go hunting. But that's also the time that your wife or your daughter or your girlfriend wants to spend time with you. So just don't forget about them. Take them out to dinner or play a board game with them or something. Just make them know that they're more important than the woods out there. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good As point. Mr. Benny told me once, he's like, there's not a deer in these woods. It's worth that right there. <laughs> so that's a pretty good piece of advice to end with, unless you got something better, Jakob. Oh, I got no relationship advice. Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> crash and burn right there boys <laughs> <laughs> alright everybody thanks for listening Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs>